When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. The panel. 10.25 with Stephen McIver and for Smith this morning time for the panel. Oh, what gooders we have today. From Warner Discovery, otherwise known as TV3, Andrew Gordian from Sky Sport, Ross Carl. Morning, lads. G'day. Morning, Mac. Oh, well, you know the little, that little chirp at the end was Gordy. Man, you're a you. How many copies have you had this morning, Gords? Just the one, mate. Just the one. <laughs> Just happy to talk to you, mate. <laughs> how many, and, and how many mates can you finish into a sentence? Uh, let's get on with it. Uh, football Foons, coming back to Christchurch for the first time in 31 years, Gordy. This is nice. I mean, they haven't played in New Zealand. What, for New Zealand, the, the, the Football Foons, what, four years against South Korea? So this has been a bit of fun. Yeah, it's great to see, isn't it? Great to see, great to see New Zealand football uh, going to these links because it's really important um, that we see, and I suppose, you know, that you allow the younger generation to see the heroes, mm. uh, both male and female, uh, playing on the home stage. And, you know, let's not forget, and I know we've got a Women's Rugby World Cup that's about to get underway, but we've got an enormous FIFA Women's World Cup that's going to be uh, hitting yep. our shores next year. So I think it's really important that we see this team uh, playing in front of us uh, to build some momentum into that tournament. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, fantastic, and, and we need to see more of it. W- wouldn't that be nice, Ross, if it was the men as well uh, playing a lot more home fixtures? Yeah, it is a difficult thing for them, isn't it? Because with so many of their top players playing overseas in leagues that aren't necessarily visible to New Zealanders, the stars in these two international teams for New Zealand are, are basically anonymous outside of the really big stars, aren't they? So it's so important for New Zealand football to start building some profile, especially with the World Cup next year, getting people to know these people, the household names within the football ferns teams. And in fact, for the All-Whites, that's important too, because it, it is for a team with a huge profile, the players within the team don't really have it. Yeah, my gorge, coming back to the Women's World Cup, the, the, the White Ferns, what, what, I know we're early days, right, early days, and, and being at home, you, you'd like to think there is some sort of home field advantage, but realistically, what are you expecting going forward? I know we're a little way out. Oh, look, the football ferns, I think for them, like if they're able to get out of their group stage, I think that would be an enormous success. I mean, they, you know, they haven't been... We can't say that they've been performing to their potential uh, in recent years. So I think, yeah, they need to make the most of that home ground advantage. Um, and the way to do that is to give them meaningful build-up matches, give them time together, and in particular time together playing on home soil, um, because if, if you don't get that opportunity to gel, I mean, it's the key that for any international football team, isn't it? They're always crying out for more time together. So it's important that New Zealand football, uh, you know, realises that, listens to that, and, and gives them a, as yeah. much opportunity, I suppose, to have time together 
on the pitch go before this World Cup. Coming back to your point, though, about the men as well, and I, you know, let's let's be really clear here. It's important that the, the focus is on the, the football firms, on the on our senior women's team, especially over the next 12 months. But you guys would have read the same stories as I did. The concerns that have been expressed oh. by the All Whites team, uh, especially in the wake of the two test series against Australia, that team needs to be playing more as well. And I, and I think it's a, you know really on New Zealand football. I know you can blame. Uh, you know, COVID and things like that. But I think this always had a fantastic opportunity to get to this year's World Cup in Qatar. Um, and they got pretty close, let's be honest. They got pretty close. And I, and I think uh, Danny Hayes done a fantastic job with the team. And I really can't help but feel like they've been almost ignored by New Zealand football in, in recent years. And, and I think that this all-whites team in particular, right across the board, I know there's some star names in there, obviously, like the Chris Wood, obviously, is, is a leading light. But you know, we've come along, this team's come a long way, and, and I think the, the stock of male professional footballers that are coming out of this country has really improved over the last five to ten years. You know, the bulk of our squad is playing regularly in Europe now, and I think New Zealand football needs to realise that they, they're going to need to invest in this team if they want to see um, them reach their potential, which is achieving genuine results on the world today. Here, here, I am still staggered, and I apologise for calling them the white ferns. There's too many ferns, or they are the football ferns. Uh, but just, just quickly, Ross, I am staggered if we're going to on the back of what Gordia said. They haven't re-signed Danny Hay. I, I find that staggering. I think everyone's a bit staggered by that. I don't know what's happening behind closed doors there because obviously the players are and Danny Hay is too. So Nothing. It, it, Nothing it, is happening, Ross. Yeah. He hasn't had any contact with the body in 12 weeks plus. Yeah, well, I mean, well, that's, I suppose that says itself, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, you know, I wonder about the length of time that you give an international coach because it's not like a club coach. It's so hard to get players together and build formations and do all those kind of things, isn't it? I mean, I'm no football head, but it seems like the hardest coaching job in the world to be an international football coach because access to your players in a country like New Zealand and being able to bring them together regularly yep. is just nigh on impossible. Well, it's just money. It's as simple as that. All right, I know you are a footy head as in rugby head. We'll take a wee break, lads, have some news, come back and start talking about RTS and the Black Ferns ahead of the Women's Rugby World Cup. Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Andrew Gordy and Ross Carl joining me on the panel this morning. Uh, Roscoe, let's talk about the NPC and uh, the subject that I've had a number of texts in. RTS named on the wing for Auckland. Is that his best position? Should he be playing for the All Blacks? Give us your thoughts. Look, I think that he needs to play 14, and the reason I say that is because his future in the All Black jersey is in 23. So he needs to build his utility value. He needs to be able to play 12. He needs to be able to play 14 and 11. He needs to be able to play 13 at a at a push. If he's going to make this All Blacks starting 23 come the next World Cup, it's not likely to be in the 12 jersey. If you look at the way that they're tending with their game plan, with having kicking options at 12, the way that they, they use David Harvey and, and Geordie Barrett, I'm just not sure that that's necessarily the best use of Roger Tuivasa-Shek. And if you're going to use his lightning footwork, give him a roving commission to make impact and beat players one-on-one, then maybe it is a bench role or a winger's role. So to get into that squad, he has to be versatile. And so playing on the wing right now is really key for him in life. Is that enough for him, though? I mean, he's not the type of player that wants to be versatile. He's he's not the type of individual that wants to be a bench player. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But when you look at what's out there and how little he's played 
especially over the last year because of injury and then probably also because the All Blacks were so poor for the first month or so of the season's international season. Really things have just played against him and he might not like it, but look, Sonny Bill Williams played his first World Cup off the bench and I'm sure you would have put him in the same category, wouldn't you? Mm. A person who wouldn't want to be doing that and he did it and he slowly made his way through to the point where, you know, he should have been a starting player at the 2019 World Cup. But, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, he is learning a game. 12 is a pivotal position. It's really important now. They've gone away from bash crash 12s. They've gone to more old school, second playmaker style 12s. And Roger Tuivasa-Shek can play first receiver well in rugby league, but he's yet to learn that position at an international level. We might see it against Japan. Who knows? But um, look, I think at the moment, if he wants to be clever and make sure that he makes the World Cup squad, because he's no certainty for the World Cup squad, being able to play in the 23 jersey and having that versatility throughout the back line is key. Yeah, I'm not convinced, Andrew. I'm not convinced he should even be there. Yeah, look, I mean, geez, I've got a lot, a lot of thoughts. I, I agree, actually, with a lot of what Ross has just said. Yep. Like my, my personal feeling, and I'm very, very happy for Roger Tullibar to, to, over the coming months, prove me wrong on this. Yep. I don't feel like he's a midfielder. I don't feel like he's a 12 at all. I feel like he's a winger, and I feel like his future in rugby is as a winger. Definitely hear what Ross is saying about his, his future and perhaps his, his role, I suppose, going forward potentially in an all-black squad is as a number 23, but... Ross, the question I'd ask for you, because I, I, I think I'm probably hinting at what Mike's kind of feeling is on this, do you genuinely think that Ian Foster would select him as, as the 23? Because I just feel like there's other options out there that are, are, are better equipped and, have a, and are more ready, I suppose, for the rigors of international football and the importance of that role, being able to fill, like you say, whether it's a spot in the midfield, outside backs. I feel like there are other options within this All Black squad uh, that are more ready for that than Roger Tuivasa-Shek. What do you reckon? Uh, I agree with you to a point, um, but I think because of the way that that backline looks at the moment, if you were to, say, have uh, Richie Moonga at 10 and... Let's face it, Bowden Barrett's likely to be playing a bit of 15 in the next little while. You've got Will Jordan, Geordie Barrett there, who could be at 12 and 14, who can slip into fullback or play on the wing. They've almost got a lot of bench options starting on the field, if you know what I mean. And so that yeah. gives you a little bit of room to then have an X-factor player on your bench who maybe doesn't fit that same kind of coverage to the back three role, but you've already got them on the field to a degree. So I think that that is maybe how he's thinking. I'm not I'm not convinced that Roger Tuivasa-Shek is the X Factor that Sonny Bill Williams was. Sonny Bill Williams was a genuine X Factor player. I'm not convinced that Roger Tuivasa-Shek is. Am I am I am I blind there? Oh, look, I mean, I'm happy to answer. I I would I would agree with you. Um, you know, Sonny Bill Williams is a is a he was a special. He was a special. He was a freak. He was a freak, mate. There's, there's no question about it. He was a freak. He was a once-in-a-generation in a player. He was unique in so many ways. Roger Tuivasa-Shek is exceptionally, exceptionally talented. But, uh, but just like, I mean, Sonny Bill Williams couldn't do everything either. And I think Roger Tuivasa-Shek has, has incredible feet. He's got blistering speed. Um, he's, he's shown all of these things during uh, an outstanding, an outstanding mm. rugby league career. But I just think, like Ross has alluded to, I think the skill set that's required to play at 12, I mean, even at NPC level, let alone international level, I, I just don't think Roger is going to get up to 
that quickly. And especially, like, Roger Tullivansashek hasn't been playing rugby, and now he's got the opportunity to play rugby for Auckland, and they're moving him away from 12. So I think this idea that he's going to continue his learning to be able to, to develop the skill set required to be a 12, where is he going to learn that? Because you can't learn it um, by watching. You know, you've got to do it. And that's no, fair play to all. I think we'll leave that one alone because the text line loves loves this one. One more thing, Steve. Oh, so, just just, talk, just talking about the sorry, Stephen. Just talking about the <laughs> winger aspect because we're going to see him at, in the midfield next year for the Blues. And the reason we're going to see him in the midfield for the Blues next year is that Caleb Clark and Talia are the two form wingers um, in Super Rugby. <laughs> And so when you look at that and you look at the other options at the Blues, he will be playing 12 for the Blues next year. So we're going to see more of him there. All right, no, not nice, nice balancing argument. Let's turn on to the NRL and uh, let me just let me just finish this argument by saying this. I don't think Roger Tuivasa-Shek would be playing rugby if he had not been at the Warriors. If he'd have been another club, he would still be playing rugby league. I'll let that one simmer and percolate with you. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, Josh Curran off-season. Looks like he's been involved and has been involved in an incident in Port Macquarie. The Integrity Unit's looking at it. Now New South Wales are looking at it. And Gordy, uh, phew, surprise, surprise when it comes to post-season rugby league, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, none of this is surprising. It's a, I'm not sort of saying none of it's surprising in terms of Josh Curran specifically. I don't know the guy. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not re- I'm not referencing the individual. I'm just referencing another headline. That's right, yeah. And, and we come to expect this from rugby league, don't we? And, and you know, in that sense, it's no surprise. And look, it's a headache, obviously, for Cameron Georgia and the Warriors uh, looking to deal with this. Um, it sounds like it's, it was a pretty untidy uh, incident from from everything we're reading from reports out of Australia. So it'll be they'll be sweating, I'm sure, on the outcome of well, one the police investigation, but also the investigation from the NRL Integrity Unit as well. But this has been a, a bit of a talking point, hasn't it? I suppose, particularly in the wake of uh, the NRL Grand Final and, and the, the celebrations, I suppose, that we've also seen from from the Panthers. I think all of this stuff is, is you can kind of loosely tie this together because. It's all about behaviour, and it's all about personality, isn't it? And uh, there's been a lot of interesting comment, a lot of it from Paul Kent. You know, he obviously doesn't like, um, you know, the Panthers players, uh, you know, showing their personality, and um, what did he say? They're acting like 16-year-old boys. Um, Do you know who I reckon will have a completely opposite view to Paul Kent on this? And that's Peter Volandes, because Peter Volandes gets it. He gets it that... That all of this stuff, all of this, whether it's, whether it's an illustration of, of some you know, questionable behaviour, you know, things that players are saying and doing, you know what it does? It creates a storyline. It creates a narrative. And it means that the next time the Panthers come up against the Eels, this is going to be talked about. And they're going to use it to stoke the fire, build rivalry, and that's what sells. Uh, it sells broadcast deals. It sells tickets. Peter Villandes gets that. And... And honestly, I, I sometimes wish that more of our New Zealand athletes um, showed a bit more personality. Here, here. Here, here, and I'm with Ivan Cleary on this one. The boys just having a bit of fun. There was nothing badly spoken about. I mean, there are a lot of sports, Ross Carl, that could uh, take a closer look at this and find some personality. Yeah, look, I find it really interesting. I agree with um, Andrew to a degree. I wonder where the boundary is. You know, when you yep. start embracing things like that, where does it stop? And I think Peter Volandis is the kind of guy who's willing to ride that wave. You know, he's the kind of guy who's he's willing to take a risk and put things on the line and, and for that state. 
But this is going to get worse and worse. Like, it's going to be a different kind of conversation because when you look at this generation and the way that they are after likes and the way that they see the way that American um, people in pop culture talk and walk and act, they follow that and that they're going to continue to push in that direction. So, the, you know, the, the humility that is Kiwis we expect from our athletes, I suppose, to a certain degree so they don't get pulled down by the great knocking machine is something that's going to get further and further and further away. And people are going to have to get used to that. And at some point, someone's going to cross the line big time. It's a generation. And, it's a generational thing, though, Ross. Right? You know, this whole idea yeah. of, as you say, about the. And I'm with you on the tall poppy. I think we're the worst tall poppies in the world. But I think it's a generational thing. You talk about the looking at American pop culture, and I'm so in tune with that when you're when you're talking about that. But the one thing I do get with Valandis, your argument about Valandis, Andrew, and, and this is the key. He knows one thing that sells the game, not just the product. It's about the fans, and the fans. Some might not like it, but they love it. Oh, a- a- absolutely they do. And, um, you know, to, to just touch on the point that you guys made, I think the one thing that Valandis also recognises is he, he, I think he understands the generational thing and he understands how, how important it is to, to appeal to a younger generation because they're the ones that are going to grow up and they're going to be the ones that, you know, buy the tickets, buy the subscriptions, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, he's. Um, I, I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but geez, as far as um, you know, sporting administrators go, um, I think both. Well, you know, you look at the track record, not only with rugby league, but with racing in New South Wales. I mean, uh, that's a whole different argument uh, or a different discussion. But man, he has completely shaken up the horse racing scene over in Australia as well, and you know, certainly upset a lot of the traditional, yeah. shall you say, um, in, in racing Victoria as well. So. He, he, he's a, a smart operator. Okay, okay just, just quickly, lads. Uh, I found out today that uh, Leeds versus the Kiwis was on Sky Sport Next, the Sky Sport Next programme on Sunday morning. It's a 6 o'clock in the morning game. Uh, and it's a nice tribute to uh, Thomas Lulawai. Thomas Lulawai is going to play, going to skip with the team in, in his final, final game before he takes over an assistant coaching role uh, for Wigan. Uh, ni- nice thought, right, Ross? Amazing thought. What a great gesture. Um, I know that they've, they've got a few injuries and things that they probably need to fill, but Tommy Lulawai, 20 years into his career, um, Stephen, I'm just trying to think back. I can't even remember when it was when he made his debut for the Kiwis against Australia and Albany, right? And they picked up a win in that test match. And oh, that's, that was, the, was, that the, was that the 97 match when we, we beat up on the Aussies at Albany? Jeez, it was a long time ago. <laughs> hey, hey, settle down. Settle down. Hey, in the background. Still going. Yeah, it's still going. Yeah, no, and, and it's and, and it's a marvelous thing, though. I'm I'm running out of time, boys. But hey, just quickly, Gords. Uh, it's you know sometimes people do things right. Yep, that's right. Are you still referring to rugby league here? And yeah, and, and yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the news. I am talking. Yeah, I am referring to rugby league. <laughs> Jesus, but some sometimes they do. You know what? I'm, I'm have, I've had enough of you two. Uh, it's always, but yeah. it's always a pleasure because I know you guys always have your finger on the pulse. Make sure you watch the uh, Buck Shelford special on eight thirty tonight on Sky Sport One, lads. All right, I'll leave you at that. All right. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.